coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I love it, though. Now me, I not only drink really, I really drink. We are Buzz on Movies. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to Buzzsaw Movies, aka Buzzed on Movies. I'm Teddy. I'm Matt. And we're here this week, yes, yet again, discussing the Saw series. We promised that last week was, in fact, the final chapter, but the Saw franchise did the same to us. There is actually one more Saw movie for us to talk about. There sure is. 2017's Jigsaw. Ooh. So uh, Jigsaw 2017 is sort of a soft reboot. Mm. Ah, mm. Mm-hmm. Sort of a <laughs> sort of a soft reboot of the franchise. It see it has some continuity with the original, but it seems like they're sort of trying to take it in a new direction and sort of restart the franchise here. Uh, kind of a weird decision they went with here. Of course, uh, we were very excited when they announced that they were coming out with another Saw movie. I know. Yeah. At least I w- had been waiting for another one for a while. Yeah, uh, I was super excited. I mean, it had been, what? Uh, I mean, I guess eight years, seven years, something yeah, like that. Some, somewhere around there, six to eight years. Um, and yeah, well, this is what we got. Uh, I can't say I was overly pleased with this it was nice as always to get to go see saw in a theater and see something new but uh there's some problems with this one it's not um it kind of toes the line is my, is my biggest problem it, it, toes say the that line. Again? it sort of toes the line between being like a sequel and a completely new franchise and it does it in kind of a weird way Absolutely. Uh, I agree with that statement. We will definitely get into that. So um, just for a little refresher, previously on Saw, Mm -hmm. we had Saw 7, a.k.a. Saw 3D, the final chapter. Uh, Hoffman has been thrown into the bathroom trap uh, with no Saw, no way of escaping, presumably uh, just sort of dies of thirst in there or something. And um, Joel Tuck is dead. Pretty much everyone in the police force is dead. Um, and the only person that we know for sure is still alive is Dr. Gordon, who has apparently taken over the um, team saw here. He mm-hmm. had personal instructions from John Kramer to take over in the event that anything happened to Jill. And so he also has a couple of people working for him who we don't really know anything about yet. So that's where we left off. And Correct. when we came back for Jigsaw in 2017, we were sort of hoping that um, Gordon would make a reappearance, that we get to find out about um, what direction he goes, if any, with Jigsaw's plans. But Unfortunately, we don't get to see that in this movie at all. It's, sure kind of, it's a mostly disconnected storyline, uh, which is a little bit disappointing, but who knows? Maybe there's some fun stuff in there anyway. Anyway, let's just let's delve right into Jigsaw. Um, all right. From like the first shot of this movie, I would say 
you could tell that it's going to be a very different kind of movie from the Saw <laughs> movies that we've seen before. Yes. <laughs> it's just like the entire visual feel of the movie is very different. You know, yeah. we're, we're so used to like the darkness and grittiness of Saw and this doesn't yeah. really have that as much. Right. So whereas Saw 1 through 7 was all about like that, like grimy, always grungy feel. This has none of that. Um, like the lighting is even like vastly different. I mean, you still get a lot of like, I mean, there are, there is like yellow filtering happening. You can see it in many scenes, mm-hmm. but it's not like the sort of yellow and green that it was before. Like that palette is sort of not present. Um, and also just like all of the spaces feel far less like terrifyingly industrial at all times. Like, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. You know, um, it's it's a completely different world and you get that like you said literally from the opening shots like you can tell i mean even that whole opening scene i guess is very different <laughs> than any opening scene in saw history yeah uh, it's like the a fir- car chase <laughs> yeah the first scene is like this uh high stakes car chase between the police and this guy who's running from them um we don't really like we get the police in some action scenes in the other saw, but like I don't, I've never seen a car chase in saw before. Um, this the is closest very, thing was in saw too. Yeah, definitely. Um, so this guy is running from the cops. Uh, Edgar Munson, we find out his name is, and he crashes his car in this very dramatic way. He runs to the top of this building and the cops are chasing him and he pulls out this remote that he finds on the rooftop. And he's he's saying that he needs uh, Detective Halloran to come and talk to him and that he like that people are going to die, basically. Because it's all part of some game. So we know right. there's there's a jigsaw game that's already going on, apparently. Um, so Halloran comes up, he's trying to talk him down and there he instructs the, uh, cops to shoot for the remote if he makes any sudden moves rather than trying to shoot, uh, Munson. But, um, when Munson does try to trigger the remote, they do like blow his hand off in the remote, but apparently shoot him in the heart as well. Uh, yes. Not quite in the heart, but like definitely solidly in the chest. Right. Um, which Howard doesn't seem happy about. He's pretty pissed. Yeah. And as he's like, as the guy is like bleeding heavily there, you see a timer start somewhere. The classic, uh, classic digital clock from many other saw movies. Virtually so, no yeah. idea where this clock is, by the way. Yeah. We don't really like know. Now we never see this clock in the movie. We don't, we don't know. <laughs> um, but we do know now that a game is afoot. Oh, yes. We sure do. The games are underway. So then we're taken to this um, sort of barn setting where all these traps are playing out. Um, like the main trap sequence for the movie and as usual, we could go through these traps one by one here and try to work them in with the plot, but it really, it's easier if we kind of just summarize here how they fit into the plot and then come back when we have time to really Discuss dissect them. Yeah, yeah, them. yeah, that yeah. makes sense, yeah. 
so there's this sequence of traps here. There's five people in them, uh, just like in many other installments of Saw, like Saw 5. Um, there's like one person being uh, who ends up getting killed in each one. And um, interestingly enough, the, the one little twist here is that when someone dies in these traps, their body shows up like in the outside world shortly thereafter in the movie. They're found right. by the cops or by like joggers or something like um, <laughs> nice, nice of you to bring up the joggers. Yes. Um, the joggers scene felt very much like something out of like law and order SVU or something like the jogger that scene. And I guess we'll, we'll cover it in a second. Um, just there's so many reasons it felt out of place. <laughs> um, so very odd choice. Uh, but yeah, that like that is notable that um, we're seeing these bodies pop up like almost right away in the outside it, world. Yeah, sometimes the way the scenes are set up, yeah, it'll be literally the next scene after they've died. Yeah. It's found. And so um, meanwhile, while this is going on, obviously the cops are finding these bodies. They know that this game is going on and there are these notes being left with the bodies that are like three remain or two remain or whatever, letting them know like people are getting eliminated. There's this many people still alive. Uh, so they're trying to track down where the jigsaw killings are coming from in the meantime. And of course, this whole time, they're very confused how this is all going on because as they point out at least five or six times, John Kramer died 10 years ago. Oh my God. They love <laughs> to tell you John Kramer died 10 years ago. It could yeah. be John Kramer. And then like you have like doctors and nurses of the like, like, you know, like police doctors and stuff like that. The people, I guess it's forensics people. I don't know why I'm talking like I'm a fifth grader. They like, they'll be like, well, is he? And it's like, yes. I mean, his body, it was cut open. Like <laughs> it <laughs> couldn't be very him, clearly. But dead. Couldn't it? No, it couldn't. It just couldn't. Like, They're like, well, he's come back before. Like, no, he did it. Like other people were doing it. Come on. It just Jeez. like could not. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so they're trying to track him down. The basic cast of characters here um, who are on the, the police side are Detective Halloran, as we previously mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, Detective Hunt, and um, a, a guy who is working um, like in the in the morgue the medical examiner um logan nelson who apparently knew detective hunt while they were in the army in iraq together mm -hmm. and uh also eleanor who is on the crime scene investigation side who is somewhat of a jigsaw buff and likes oh, to yes. provide a lot of the backstory information on jigsaw for the team right um so they're all trying to figure this stuff out they st they're getting left clues as we mentioned when each of these bodies shows up along with the note on the first one there is a flash drive embedded in the body which has a recording of john kramer's voice talking on it basically which is by the way insane absolutely why that? Yeah. I mean, and, and 
each one of the other bodies has like another clue on it sort of being like well how is this possible john kramer's dead like one of the bodies yeah. has uh kramer's blood under the nails and right so there there's all these these signs that keep pointing to he must be alive um, he must be still right. killing people but it's like there's there's no way this is impossible um i do appreciate how like as this is all happening because like you know you said they found john kramer's blood under the fingernails as this is all happening all these people who are definitely too young to have been on the case 10 years ago are like oh my god john kramer and it's like okay hold on and then like they're like oh his blood type matches john kramer's and like they just have like a blood vial from john kramer laying around the the uh examiner's office yeah it's been they've kept it on file like easy to reach because they know like this is going to come up again at some point i guess they should have guessed that john kramer's stuff would never end but yeah i mean he basically told us they wouldn't so it's true we, we know to take him at his word by now eleanor is a very interesting character she is. um at some point it is brought up that there is a jigsaw fan site that exists oh uh, what's it called uh-huh. God, it's like jigsaw rules or like yeah i'm pretty sure it's jigsaw jigsaw rules jigsaw Um, rules because it's got a double meaning like but according to the wikipedia page and i quote it's just eleanor reveals to logan that she is a fangirl of the jigsaw case yes well she ends up being the person running this website anyway and then she also at one point takes logan back to her studio which is like a giant um like loft apartment somewhere that's just completely full of jigsaw traps yes and she like created them like they're not the originals she just like built these things yeah, and there we see a lot of traps here, obviously, that we recognized before. There's the infamous reverse bear trap. There's yes. the the gun in the door uh, peephole from Saw 2. Yes, There's, uh, you have uh, Peter Strom's glass box around his head. Yep, that one's there. Um, there's a whole lot. Is it and, is Carrie's trap there? <laughs> is the, yes, yeah, yeah. The, the angel trap is there. Um. So yeah, clearly she's a little too into Jigsaw. There, we're yeah, starting yeah. to get some vibes here, like like if uh, Jigsaw had ever approached her, she would have been like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." She's like Amanda times three, basically. Yeah. Um, so we're starting to get some vibes here, obviously uh, intentionally that oh maybe she has something to do with this. Maybe she knows more than she's letting on. Um, who knows? In the meantime, um. Oh, and also in this scene, she shows Logan a recreation of a trap that supposedly was used in a um, a murder that nobody ever found out about, which is bizarre. Guess, yeah, yeah, like the because cops I know don't about know. It. I just have a lot of questions about how anybody found out about it, like. Like, how did they know that this trap existed to recreate it and have, like, blueprints of it and talk about it and saw fandom if it never, if nobody knows about it? I, don't. I guess presumably, like, there was, like, blueprints for it in his papers or something. And so, like, there was no actual trap that anyone ever found. So, 
you could have speculated that it was just plans and that it never actually got made. But the Saw fandom in this movie um, firmly seems to believe that it was used at some point. In a what a strange thing to be like a fandom that gathers around. Like you're yeah. like, no, I firmly believe that a human was murdered this way. And if you tell me otherwise, <laughs> I won't you, stand for it. You are full of it, sir. <laughs> Absolutely happen. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's <laughs> if we look at the real life Saw fandom, we'll find quite a few other weird things that the, <laughs> that the fandom oh, is. Well, you're not wrong. <laughs> not wrong about that. Um, but yeah, so she has this trap here that apparently um, might have been used in a secret jigsaw trap at some point. Um, Logan is a little skeptical about this. But anyway, meanwhile, while they're here, um, the other, the detective, uh, Detective Hunt, is secretly taking pictures of them because he followed them because he has suspicions of his own about maybe one or both of their involvement in this series of murders. Correct. So everyone's sort of trying to figure out who these, um, who these murders are coming from. And a lot of the police force seems to suspect one another. Yeah, I don't really know why that is. I guess they all learned their lesson from last time, but... <laughs> yeah, um, I think last time definitely showed us that uh, being on the police force definitely helps um, with getting to do... Jigsaw all, things? All the jigsaw stuff we know and love. It's just easier that way. True, you're right. There's definitely a higher likelihood of being jigsaw if you're also police-affiliated. Yeah. So, yeah, at that point, um, I guess, like, well, what happens there? So, at that point, Hunt has decided that Nelson and or Eleanor are in on it, right? So, he tries to confront Nelson. He tries to go after him, and he's like, I'm going to arrest you. And Logan Nelson makes a pretty convincing case for why it's actually Halloran. Um, yeah. They actually so. find um, they find a f set of the little flesh jigsaw pieces that get cut out of the victims in like Halloran's fridge or something. Right. Yeah. And there's like connections to uh, some of the, like some of the people, you know, like the victims are all like, maybe, like people who have been connected to Halloran cases before. And right. Yeah. The guy from the opening trap, like uh, or the opening trap, the opening shootout scene, uh, you know, who said that people were going to die if he pulls the remote or whatever, like, he has a connection to Halloran. So there's like, there are all of these reasons to think it's Halloran. Right. Um, so we've been, we've been breezing by the traps that are happening uh, up till now, but um, there is, it is worth noting what happens in one of these traps, which we'll mostly loop back to, but just to say right here that uh, John Kramer shows up. That's true. One of these traps. There is a trap involving the last two survivors um, where they have a shotgun between them and they have to decide whether to pull the trigger. Um, a little more complicated than that. But basically, Kramer himself is there to explain 
this trapped them. And his presence is revealed very dramatically. He like pulls the hood off. He's wearing like the same sort of robe that he wears in the first two Saw movies, That's which true. Od- oddly we never really see him wear again other yeah. than those first two movies. That's but very much just early Jigsaw, you know? Yeah, it's uh, back here. He decided it was a little too ostentatious. <laughs> He's like, uh, this is a little camp, isn't it? I yeah. mean, come on, the robe, really. I have a little flair for the dramatic, but not this much. <laughs> so Kramer is involved here, clearly. There's... um. There's something really strange going on. And also around this time, the um, the cops actually go to dig up John Kramer's grave, <laughs> which I think is just a hilarious scene. That's true. The, and it's like the mayor. The mayor's like, I want to dig this up so that we know that, you know, he's actually dead. And you have that snide comment from Halloran who's like, oh, it's a re-election cycle. It's like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What hell city do y'all live in? You know, um, every election cycle, they're all digging up old serial killers. It's classic. So they go to dig up this grave and they open him up. And inside is not John Kramer, but the body of Edgar Munson. So Edgar Munson, earlier we saw he was in a coma in the hospital. Yes. And somebody snuck in and injected something into his um his IV bag and which woke him up and then the same person kidnapped him. <laughs> so I guess they kidnapped like him the, the worst way to have to go about this. <laughs> yeah. They kidnapped him just to kill him and stick him in this coffin and then bury the coffin again. So I just like don't understand why you went through like three levels of crime before just getting to the murder part. Like <laughs> <laughs> they could have just killed him right there in the yeah. um in the hospital and then had the coffin be empty and that would have been pretty much as dramatic anyway. In fact, then they would have found, you know, a dead body in the hospital and then found a missing body in the grave, so it might have even been more dramatic. But That's hey, true. who am I to doubt? Whoever's taken over for Jigsaw this time. Um, God, but I love being the guy who had to make the call from the the the, the dig up of Jigsaw's body. Where it's like, mm, I gotta tell you, that's not <laughs> Jigsaw in that grave. So, like, and it's like, so somebody exhumed Jigsaw. Somebody was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> yep, yep. And... Yeah. So, I mean, what what do we think happened at this point? Either somebody actually dug up Jigsaw and hid the real body, or Jigsaw's a zombie and he's walking around somewhere. Well, um, it's Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. He's could here be. to make people atone for their sins. I mean, he is. And there is a lot of oddly religious elements to this movie. Oof. Um. Here we go. Yeah, I think this is worth noting. Like, Jigsaw, his whole vibe is very different in this movie. He talks about confessing a lot. Oh, yeah, there's a lot about confession here. At one point, the Billy the Puppet wheels out on his little trike, and he just has a note card on him that says confess. And, like, several of the... the I love when Billy the Puppet just rolls out. (laughs) It is the most... It is, like... 
the producers and directors of this movie were like, y'all bitches have been waiting for years for this shit. And y'all Billy ready the for Popper. this? <laughs> dun, 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 Has anybody yeah. cut, cut that over with like the like, <laughs> burr, 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 burr. like, Billy the puppet's just like roll it out, like <laughs> air horns going off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it is pretty dramatic. You get to see like several low angles of the wheels and stuff. So you're like, and his eyes are glowing. Yeah, close up on the glowing eyes and everything. And then, like, the puppet just sort of wheels out. And it doesn't really talk much. Like, remember, it does like, do the giggle, though. It does, it does, the, it does the little yeah. laugh. But it doesn't do the, like, in the last few Saw movies, they'd often have the puppet actually, like, come out and, like, have a whole monologue uh, right. instead of the regular tape. But he doesn't do that here. He, he has a tape recorder attached to him, which... um plays out later but anyway the point is jigsaw's tone and voice is very unusual here even though it's still john kramer's actual voice speaking he's saying some kind of more unusual things um a lot of confessing a lot of sort of religious imagery um so anyway the third act of this movie when um both Hunt and Halloran are sort of trying to track down uh, Logan Nelson and Eleanor because they think that they're the ones involved in all these murders. Meanwhile, well, by the third act, Hunt does not think it's Nelson and Eleanor. Okay, so he's come around to their side. He thinks Halloran, it's Halloran, and he's... Yeah. I don't really know what he's doing. I guess he's holding down the fort back at the police station, which they've rebuilt since... Hoffman shot it all up and saw 3D, but um, yeah, thank God. Um, God, imagine having to work in the room where Jill Tuck's head was ripped open. Um, <laughs> among many other things that happened to that building, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so meanwhile, um, Logan and Eleanor. So Eleanor finds out where, um, where all these traps are taking place because she traces some sort of virus or bacteria that was found on the bodies and like traces the location that it's coming from. And it turns out to be this farm that Jill Tuck's family used to own. So they're like, Oh, of course it's gotta be there. Like that makes perfect sense. Um, So, but for some reason they don't want to tell the rest of the cops. They just sort of run off to check it out themselves. It's so stupid. And Eleanor's like, we could be the people who caught a serial killer. And it's like, are you okay? Or, are you or, like to be the is, next victims of that? Do we need killer? to? Do we need to talk? Like, I don't. <laughs> do you know what a serial killer does? They murder people. Do you think that like you're going to be safe? Jigsaw once sprouted claws from his hand and slashed a cop's throat. <laughs> oh, we don't talk about that scene though. Remember, he doesn't kill people. <laughs> that makes no sense. All right. Um. Yeah, so this this decision doesn't make sense, but it's not the first time that we've seen someone go all gung-ho and decide to track down Jigsaw's hideout on their own. Um, in fact, we've seen this happen almost every movie. Uh, you know, because uh, the cops Peter, suck. Peter Strom does this. Uh, Detective Matthews does this. Yeah, so it, they, we, they're following in a long line of uh, bumbling police decisions here 
So they go off to this farm to track down what they think is Halloran running this game. And um, they get ambushed by Halloran. He's there and um, they're fighting it out. Eleanor runs off. Yeah, she does. It's um, also worth noting that like this is pulling like a classic like saw trap or like giving you some classic saw cues that's like something is wrong here. Like they get into the barn and it's pitch black. Like yeah, <laughs> they're having to use their flashlights and it's like why for the whole game were the lights on? Like <laughs> so it's like dark. every scene we've seen in these rooms was brightly lit. So yeah, everything looks kind of disused where it looked like very fresh and clean in the uh or, or all the scenes of the actual traps going on. So it's kind of strange. Something funny's up. Um but yeah, so Logan gets knocked out uh we think by Halloran. Uh Eleanor runs off and then Halloran gets uh drugged he gets like the the regular needle in the neck there um yeah it's uh it's a is a pig mask it is a pig mask right it's a pig face i don't know do we see the pig mask in that scene i don't know no i just want it to be but (laughs) we always expect a pig mask there is pig mask in this movie so don't worry um but so then logan and halloran wake up and they're in these like collars that are attached to the wall. It's very reminiscent of Lynn, Lynn Denlin in yes. Saw 3. Yeah, sort of like that. Only these collars are are not shotgun shell collars. Oh no, <laughs> they are fitted with laser cutters. Laser cutters, you know. <laughs> Just a normal thing for a jigsaw trap. Uh, Which is also powered. your, I mean, it's also your next cue as to who might be behind all of it, but <laughs> <laughs> gotta the say. High-powered laser capable of cutting through a human body apparently um you know very easy thing to get a whole series of eight and place around a collar yeah uh, <laughs> so um and their task here might as well just this is the last trap in the movie so we'll we'll explain yeah. this trap and then go back hit all the other ones their sure. task in this trap is to confess their sins um and sure is they they get to choose which one of them goes first they have these buttons in front of them that they can each push if they want to go first and they have to confess their sins or else the the lasers are gonna carve yeah it's kind of like a family feud (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a very twisted family feud yes um so halloran sort of makes the choice for Logan and presses his button, making him go first. Right. Um, and the collar, when it gets activated, like pulls him up against the wall. Like they're sort of in the middle of the room and then it pulls him to the wall. I don't really know why, but like that's part of what it does. Well, <laughs> oh yeah, why is that? <laughs> like, I, I couldn't figure that out. I'm like, well... You know, surely it would be a lot more complicated to make it so that it pulls them against the wall after they push the button, but there's really no reason for it. I don't know. Anyway, so it pulls them up against the wall, and the lasers turn on. They're all facing upward at first, and this is a this is one of the more prominent scenes that was used in the trailer. Um, we definitely got this like collar of laser imagery several times because um, it looks really cool. These blue lasers. 
They do look cool. Upwards um, all around. And they slowly start moving inwards um, so that they'll, you know, go right through your head at some point. Um, They sure will. (laughs) And Logan, uh, sure enough, confesses his sins. His sin was apparently um, that back when he was working in the hospital, he uh, mislabeled John Kramer's x-rays. And as a result, they weren't able to catch his brain cancer early enough. Which I gotta say is a fucking ridiculous, like, sin. <laughs> like, I know, right? Uh, John Craver takes everything really personally, doesn't he? For somebody who yells at all of his apprentices not to take anything personally. Um, yeah, I mean, like, this guy, presumably, this was an honest mistake. Um you know, I mean, Dr. Gordon, his whole thing was supposedly like he didn't care enough. Um, and he was just going through the motions of being a doctor. But I mean, this guy just fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, whatever. So apparently that's a big enough sin. So but he's confessed it. Surely he should be let go now. But um, he's not. And the lasers continue to move inwards eventually moving across his head and you see blood spurting out and everything. And he falls to the ground and, you know, presumably he's dead. Correct. Then it's Halloran's turn. And as these things are moving inward, um, he confesses to like a whole series of crimes, basically just being a, a dirty cop. You know, very much in the, the vein of Detective Matthews. He, uh, you know, like planted evidence. He uh, beat people up to get confessions, all sorts of stuff like that. He's basically, you know, every terrible stereotype of cop you can imagine. Right. He's, I mean, he's basically um, Eric Matthews in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah, we, we are seeing a lot of uh, a lot of parallels to Saw 2 here, um, particularly in Halloran's character. And so eventually the, um, when he's done confessing all these sins, the lasers stop moving inwards and they turn off. Yes. And Halloran's like, he's relieved. He thinks he's safe. He's fine. Then he looks upward and notices the lasers when they were on, you know, were sort of burning into the ceiling above him as you'd expect. Like these are really high powered lasers. They've burned quite a bit of the ceiling. When they were up there. Yes. But then he looks over to where Logan is and notices that there are no burns on the ceiling over there. Oh, yes. Very strange indeed. And sure enough, Logan stands up and the lasers <laughs> move outward from his head, basically showing that like they're useless. These are like little laser pointers or something. Oh, like, yes. They're, they're definitely not the high-powered lasers. No, and uh, he gets up, he takes off the collar, which pretty much reveals that he's got like blood capsules built into it, which is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know how they were triggered to go off, how the blood capsules burst. Could have had like little, I don't know, uh, squibs in there or something. I don't know. Um, And here we basically discover that Logan is the uh, he's the guy who's been doing all these jigsaw murders. Yes been logan the whole time yeah he reveals that 10 years ago he was in a trap um 
which is actually the trap that we've been seeing this whole time. And, um, and he, um, he basically screwed up in the first, uh, the first round of the trap and almost got killed. We thought that his character, um, who we didn't see the face of died in the first scene. And, um, but actually John Kramer saved him, um, because he felt like he wasn't given a fair chance or something, which doesn't really make sense. Well, he also didn't think that, um, mixing up the x-ray was a good enough reason to kill someone. Yeah. Which fair enough. I mean, I guess, um, yeah. So, cause that was the reason that Kramer actually put him in the trap. Uh, but I guess he decided at the last minute, Hey, that's really not that bad. So he saved him. And, um, then 10 years later, Logan decides to reenact all those traps, um, with a using this time for the victims, a set of criminals that Halloran had put away. Um, and they had gotten free because of like his bad police work basically. And, um, as a res- and his motive for doing this was that um, because of some of the stuff that Halloran did, um, the guy who ended up murdering Logan's wife got free and right. murdered his wife. Right. So um, already this is a pretty big reveal here. Yes. We're seeing that like half the stuff we've been seeing the whole time with the traps, all this stuff actually took place 10 years ago. Meanwhile, all the bodies that they've been finding aren't the people that we saw got killed, but they're the people who are getting killed in Logan's recreation of the traps. Yes. And they just happen to be so mangled that we can't actually tell they're different people, which I mean, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so this is this is already huge, and then the <laughs> this isn't even the craziest reveal. The craziest reveal here is that Logan reveals that after this, he became a Jigsaw's apprentice. Yes, the whole time. So like this is before Hoffman, before Gordon, before Amanda, before any of his other apprentices. Logan was apparently the first Jigsaw apprentice and helped him build the actual reverse bear trap and everything like stuff that early. It's also crazy that this like the traps that we see here were like Jigsaw's first like like a team based trap like that was really your first go. Yeah, they had five people in here, which, I mean, when we see the flashbacks in Saw 5, I think it is, when it actually shows his first trap with Cecil in it and, like, the face knives, mm-hmm. that stuff is really rudimentary. Yeah. And he's only got, like, one guy in there. This thing, and we'll get more into, like, how complex the traps are in are in this thing, but... It's it's a lot, and there's a lot of moving parts, and there's five people moving through this all at once. Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of technology here, which um, it seems a lot more high tech than even the traps in Saw One, let right. alone the stuff that presumably came before Saw One. Right. So then, I guess. After like Logan just decided to quit Team Saw to go to Iraq, 
Well, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I think I think he he joined Team Saw after he came back from Iraq because we see scenes of him like struggling with his PTSD and like Kramer's helping him with it or something. But right, it still at some point I guess he leaves the picture again to go like work for the police. Because we never see him around with Hoffman or any of those. And like they don't show any of the other apprentices in this movie. Uh, so I guess we're just led to believe they never interacted. Or right. they probably would have showed them. Um, so, yeah. Big reveal there. Oh, yes. <laughs> Logan, Logan's the true original Jigsaw apprentice, apparently. I, I've For lost now. track of... How many there are? Yeah, who knows? They'll they'll go retcon another one in there. Um, it's actually Adam. Adam was in on it from the beginning, and then he <laughs> yes. got killed. Yes. Still, Adam. Adam is actually uh, Jigsaw's secret lover, uh, and his oh, apprentice. Don't say uh, it. Just don't <laughs> say it. <laughs> we'll get into that. No, 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 no. Because no. obviously, Adam and Gordon are the OTP. It's That's Adam and Gordon. We ship Adam and Gordon on this pod. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, so, yeah, so he reveals all of this to Halloran right there. Um, and he tells, um, oh, yeah, and actually the, the criminal who ended up killing Logan's wife was Munson, who was the guy at the beginning and who also ended up in Jigsaw's coffin. Um, so he got maybe maybe why he was given such a personal treatment by Logan. Who right. knows? Um, but basically he's going the <laughs> the convoluted part of this is his plan. Logan's plan now is to use a recording of uh, Halloran, like confessing to all these crimes to frame Halloran for the jigsaw murders. Yes. Which <laughs> I, doesn't make a lot of sense why i yeah look we don't even need to dive into that that's crazy um yeah but yeah so then logan reactivates the laser collar for halloran um and then he leaves the room saying and he walks out of the room he stands by a big door and if you've seen the previous seven saw movies you know what he's gonna say He's gonna yep. he's gonna say game over and slam that door. Yep. What does he say? I speak mm. for the dead. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't repeat it. Um, <laughs> he uh, he says I speak for the dead. Yeah. And I gotta tell you, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, he had mentioned earlier that like he speaks for the dead. That he speaks for the dead. Uh, it's part of his like whole thing as a. Uh, crime scene mortician guy, I guess. Um, it's also a part of his whole thing as a serial killer. Yeah, apparently it's also his catchphrase. Yeah. So he's not, he's game over isn't good enough for him. He's gonna have his own thing. Uh, it does sort of harken back to uh, what John Kramer says in Saw 6 to, um, to the healthcare executive when he says, um, you think that the living are all you have to fear. The dead will have no claim of your soul, but you're wrong. <laughs> oh yes. Very much 
very much a callback. Yes. Um. Yeah, it's just like also like is he so is his like jigsaw motive only going after murderers then like what's the point i i suppose like i suppose he but like i mean every every victim in this movie had killed someone yeah uh so the big question is like is he gonna continue doing jigsaw stuff or is this sort of like a one-off just to get revenge on halloran and clean up all these other killers at the same time. I don't know. I feel like you don't go and kill six people and then just be like, and I've decided to stop. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't half ass the whole jigsaw thing. You gotta no, you don't. You gotta commit to the art. Um so uh he slams the door, that whole thing that uh, that plays out mostly like the ending of other Saw movies, aside from the fact that the line is different for whatever reason. Um, and then we get to see, um, Halloran get cut open by the laser crown, uh, which is disgusting. (laughs) It's truly disgusting. And it like, it also, uh, God, it makes like no sense too. So all the lasers, you know, like turn inward and carve his head up like a pizza pie. Um, but then all the pieces like sort of fall outward, like spaghetti, or something they like do. they're soft and wet and like blood spurts out of the middle it's like a blooming flower it's... it is it looks like the blooming onion <laughs> all right i'm never going back to outback after that uh don't say it the blooming onion is so good okay it's outback steakhouse no rules just right no rules just right no rules so you might get your head blooming onion <laughs> um <laughs> it's it's gross um and it's pretty graphic uh, it's not bad effects but it is interesting that it's um it's a very digital effect it is very digital and we're yeah. used to more practical effects generally yes. in jigsaw especially when it comes to like these violent uh dismemberments decapitations and stuff like that they, right. they like to do like really gory practical effects that just have like buckets of fake blood thrown everywhere Um, so this is an interesting one, but not bad. Like it was unique and interesting. Um, but definitely an odd one to end the movie on. Like it is. Yeah. It's a very strange thing. I mean, I guess it's pretty gross. Yeah. You literally watch his head just like fall open like a, like a weeping willow or wilting flower. Like it's like, (laughs) Oh God. And then he just like falls over and you hear that like terrifying sound just like squelchy. Yeah. yeah. There, there's definitely a lot of good sound work here. Uh, in general, I feel like the effects were pretty good in here. I think so. Oh, yeah. So, um, so that, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the basic plot of Jigsaw right there. That's pretty much all the big twists you need to know. Yes. Um, let's go over the traps. Let's do it. Um, so there obviously we went, went over the beginning here. There's no like pre-trap to cover this time, which is noteworthy because it's the first one since I think saw like the original saw that hasn't started out with a trap. Correct. Yeah. So that's kind of big. I mean, yeah, that's pretty big. Um, yeah, not, not for nothing, but they're, they set off in a new direction pretty early. Um, the, the first real trap 
um, comes right after the credits, though. Like you, you see, um, you see Edgar trigger the trap on the rooftop and get shot, and then you see the credits, the opening credit, um, and then we cut to this room where there's five people with buckets on their heads. I mean, and those, these are like pails. These are like yeah. metal, full on like metal, speckle painted, but pa- pa- like pails. They're yeah. not pretty. And the buckets they are do all... have eye holes, sort of. Yes, they have like a like a slit. Like they're kind of like, like somebody tried to make a knight's helmet out of, yeah, like a, a really a rudimentary knight's helmet. They've got like a slit they can see through. Uh, these buckets are attached by a chain to the opposite wall. And on the opposite wall, there's a series of buzz saws placed at varying heights in approximately the shape of a human body. Yeah. So presumably, um, if experience is a teacher, uh, this this device is going to draw them to the other side of the room where they will be sawed if they yes. don't do something. Uh, right. It's very reminiscent of the trap in Saw 4. No, Saw 5. Five. Where Fine. where they have to avoid the uh, the chains that are going to pull them back into those uh, razor the, blades that are mounted in yeah. the V blades, yes. Um, so when this trap starts, um, Jigsaw, you know, talks to them. He's doing like his weird religious routine in this one, where he's like, "I urge you to confess to your crimes." Like, like what? Since when is Jigsaw? talk like that i don't know yeah um so now that we can talk about logan being the actual killer i don't i guess that is why jigsaw sounds a little different so logan is presumably putting together these jigsaw tapes with edited together audio from previous sean kramer tapes which is an interesting actually like a a clip of it happening you get to see him like in all audacity like with like a bunch of like little snippets of audio open and he's like layering them and it's like mm, yeah okay. i'm like okay mood uh, <laughs> i do that all the time so no, um no, no, no producer craig does that you don't do that. <laughs> producer craig's doing his editing um so yeah uh, so so but that's kind of funny that he had to do that where you know hoffman just recorded his own voice and used the voice changer and it was clearly good enough. Teddy, it it's been 10 cups. years. I, I just, things get lost over time. At this point, <laughs> at this point, they're just like, the cops know about that. So they have to use actual John Kramer um, audio. So right. yeah, he's, he's cutting it together from original John Kramer tapes, but he's making him sound like way more like you'd expect a serial killer to sound, I guess. Like that's the funny thing is he sounds a lot more like serial killery here. Yeah. He's all like confess to your sins and stuff like that. Instead of just being like your, uh, all of your life you have done X, Y, Z. And as a result, you've ignored the greater parts of life. And thus you must maim yourself in some cruelly ironic way in order to prove that you're worthy of living. Like it's not <laughs> really like that. Um it's a lot more like typical serial killery. Like confess to your sins. I don't know. Right. But apparently that's gonna be the whole theme throughout these traps is that people have to own up to what they're guilty of. Um, right. 
so and the one other thing that jigsaw tells them is that they have to make a blood sacrifice in order to survive this room and once the thing starts pulling them towards the wall um one of them figures out quite quickly that if you just like cut yourself on the blades um it'll get a little blood on the blades and that'll be enough to uh deactivate your helmet basically like the the light on top of it turns green and then they can remove the helmet and right their, their door opens and they can walk through as opposed to getting cut on the blades right so what like how is how does this even work how is the do you mean from a literal physical yes, standpoint because physically. i have no fucking idea i like, i really does he have like something on the blaze that's detecting blood or is he just watching through the camera to make sure that they follow instructions and if it's they got to be like a sensor like but like it doesn't really make any sense i don't know how that sensor would work i don't know where it's collecting like i i don't get it yeah it's weird it doesn't make a lot of sense um so like after the first one of them um, figures out th- uh, the blood thing, um, she convinces the rest of them to sort of follow suit. Um, two of them just sort of like graze their arm or their finger against it. One of them sort of falls accidentally backwards into it. Yeah, unfortunately, well, they're an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> she's not the brightest of the bunch but fortunately she's able to get off the blades quickly enough that it just sort of cuts up her back a bit and then um so four of them get out but then there's the fifth one of them is still being dragged along the bottom because i guess he didn't wake up right away with the rest of them which is also ridiculous yeah this didn't wake you up you're being dragged across the floor (laughs) you're being dragged across the floor towards very loud humming jigsaw blades um, and everyone else around you is screaming. Right. Uh, but apparently didn't wake him up fast enough. He wakes up like sort of as he's on the way up, like being pulled up from the ground and he starts to like struggle. But then like by that time, everyone's still attached to the chains and they're getting dragged through the doors that have opened. Right. So, so they get dragged through the other side and the doors shut and presumably he gets dragged into the blades and killed. Right. Um, now, what we find out later is this was, in fact, Logan yes. in the original trap. Right. And he did survive because Jigsaw went through to kill. Uh, Jigsaw went through to save him. Right. Um, meanwhile, in the actual in the later version of the trap that Logan sets up, um, that person presumably actually died or somebody right. died in that room because they find that body, which is yes, they do. the big red herring of the whole movie. Um, is they find somebody with a bucket on their head hanging from a bridge and the the jogger is in that scene. I would just like to say that the jogger is heavily featured in like the trailers when this was coming out. And I really thought this movie was going to have like such a different tone than it did just because I thought there would be more like, oh, the bodies are found in public and stuff. It was very reminiscent of what Saw 7 did with that one trap that was like watched by everyone. Like, I know heavily featured it in the promo material. So you thought that would be like the direction the movie was heading. And then it wasn't at all. 
Well, yeah, I mean, they keep teasing us with this. Like, I'm still waiting for one year for them to actually take Jigsaw public, for, like, the the public at large to, like, be involved in these games or at least seeing the results of them firsthand. Right, yeah. Uh, But, like, they keep teasing us with it. They keep giving us, like, just a little taste. Right. uh, Like, come on. Producers of Saw, you guys know you got a good idea with this. You just got to take it all the way. Gotta right. figure it out. It'd be good. Um, I mean, this scene is kind of interesting. Um, so this jogger is like just sort of jogging through the park, and she notices like everybody else in the park is staring in the opposite direction of how she's running, and they're like looking up and they look like really worried. And she turns around and sees like this guy hanging from the bridge with the bucket on his head. Yeah. So like that's a cool way to reveal it. It is, uh, yeah. I like it. Like that, interesting. It, it does feel a little law and order, but you know, it's oh, good. Well, it's something yeah. different, interesting. <laughs> um, and then when they the the other fun part of this is when they finally get this guy to the morgue. Um, they take the bucket off his head using like the little laser uh, cutter thing, which yes. I guess is is sort of a foreshadowing of the laser cutters later in the movie, right? Um, which, like, honestly, I didn't know you could get a handheld laser that powerful. That seems um, wrong to me, but I'm not going to question it. I, I don't know enough about these kind of tools to say one way or another, but it seems unlikely. Um, anyway, yeah, they cut this thing off him. They pull the bucket off, and he's just got, like, half a head. Like, yes. it's been cut diagonally across. It's really, it's really upsetting. It's very gross. It's horrible. Um, <laughs> but also, I don't know where the other half of the head went. And like, does it fall out of the bucket or is it like squished in the top of the bucket or something? It's got to have fallen out, but when? Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's gross. It's very no, gross. You I get to no see idea. like half of his brain. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's great. Um, so that's trap number one. Yes. And um, the next, uh, the next one. So the surviving four of that room continue to be led by the chains that they're attached to into oh god that must this, suck yeah into this big farmhouse room and at this point i'm thinking like oh they're just gonna be led through by the chain for like the rest of the movie like, and like that would be kind of interesting right like there's clearly this very elaborate pulley system set up that allows the chains to move in the right direction i'm like right. oh that'd be kind of cool but it's only really relevant for this next trap and then okay. they abandon it. But yeah, uh, it was cool for a while. It was. Um, this is the scene where the jigsaw puppet shows up on his little trike. Oh, um, he shows up. That's a fun moment. This was one that uh, was also shown in the trailers. Um, they focus especially on the part where the little thing wheels out. And then, um, and then Ryan says, oh, that's not creepy at all. No. <laughs> yes, they really they really wanted to like promo this movie as having like a good sense of humor about it. Right. Like, which was a weird choice. It was an odd choice. Like there aren't a lot of jokes in this movie. Like there's definitely some funny bits and there's right. some unintentionally funny bits. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, I don't I don't I don't think it's like a particularly humorous um, entry to the series. It's sort of shot like it is. 
which is funny. Like it's, it's a little bit brighter and lighter and like at times it sort of feels like, I don't know, like it might be something from scary movie instead, you know, where it's <laughs> like a, a lighthearted romp version of Jigsaw. Right. Yes. But it's, it's not really that it's just sort of the visual tone that the whole thing takes. Yeah. It's really weird. Anyway. Um, so this next trap in here, which is they start getting dragged by their chains towards one wall after the uh, puppet shows up. And, um, and well, at this Mitch, they're just like screaming. Yeah, they're just yelling. And like Mitch, I think it is, figures like grabs. Yeah, Mitch. He grabs the tape player off the front of the puppet. Yes. And that like triggers the thing to stop. <laughs> which is kind of odd because like that was never explained at all <laughs> no it was not normally the rules are pretty clear jigsaw the rules um, were not explained at all they what happens if they didn't figure that out but yep. so what happens is like the pulleys that are attached to the chains that are pulling them in that one direction just sort of fall off and then they're just like standing in the middle of the room attached to these chains that go up into the ceiling right and the chains let it be noted are around their necks of course they are so the the jigsaw tape in this room is for carly yeah who's one of the four remaining uh and uh she like they all okay so (laughs) i forgot about this so they they're being urged to confess oh right they think they think they're supposed to confess as they're getting pulled towards the wall and they're all yelling out things that they did Yes, they um, sure are. But that didn't end up being what saved them. They it ended up being grabbing the tape anyway. But it's important what they actually mention. Um, so Mitch mentions that he sold a motorcycle to a kid which had faulty brakes on it, and the guy died like right afterwards. Um, and uh, Carly mentions that like she'd been purse snatching for a while like stealing and um anna mentions that um her child died um i i don't remember if she how much detail she goes into this point but uh like basically her husband supposedly rolled over on it uh and the kid died right in, in his sleep um and Ryan, like, I don't think he even says he did, like, will confess to anything at this point. He's just like, <laughs> I, I never did anything. Like, um, no, he's kind of a mess. Ryan is an absolute mess. Mood. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but so Carly is the first one who gets an actual tape for her. And, um, Jigsaw brings up that, like, yes, she's been sashing purses, but the the key reason that she's here is because she snatched a purse from an asthmatic woman, and while the woman was running after her to try to get it, she had an asthma attack, and, of course, her inhaler was in the purse, and rather than going back to help the woman and give her an inhaler, she ran off with the money. Right. Yeah. Which is yeah. pretty gross. Not great. No, uh, not a so good book. That woman supposedly died. 
So she basically caused this woman to die here. Um, And so her test is she's given these three uh, like uh, needles that come down from the ceiling and she has to inject herself with one of them. One of them has the antidote to a poison that she's apparently been given. Yes. um, Very reminiscent of Saw 2. And um, one of them has a saline solution and one of them has like hydrofluoric acid, which is going to eat through her body and kill her right away. God. Fun choices here. Yeah. (laughs) And the way she's supposed to figure out um, which one to use um, has to do with uh, the value of life. Like how do you value life? Because each of them have these little numbers on them, right? Yeah. And so she has to determine which, which vial to use. Um, I got to say, this is like the dumbest moment in the movie. The answer is clear. The answer is so impossibly clear. Yeah. Like she looks down at one. She's like $3 and 53 cents. Cause one says 3.53. And she's like, that's, that's the value I placed on another life basically because she stole $3 and 50 cents, 53 cents from that person. She killed like on the streets yeah. by trying to take their purse. Like, yeah. So the answer is 353, not those random numbers that you have no reason to know. Like, <laughs> Right. And, and like the other two numbers are like completely different. They're like in the thousands. And it's like, well, this one is clearly the standout. Um, so just use that one. But she like refuses to do it. And then the like the chains start going upwards for everyone. So they're all dangling by their necks and like they're going to die and like she won't do it. And nope. then... Um, Ryan just grabs all three of the uh, vials and jabs them into her. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently, like, this was good enough because they're all released instantly. But again, I have a question here. Like, how is this being enforced? Like, (laughs) literally, there's just got to be someone watching the cameras and being like, all right, they injected the vial. We're good to go. Um, this doesn't seem like a typical jigsaw trap where, you know, most things are automated. Uh, I guess because we're meant to believe this is one of his early traps that maybe he doesn't have as many things automated at this point. He's still learning. Who knows? I guess (laughs) it's hard to say because some of his like quote unquote still learning is pretty advanced. Yeah. I mean, the whole structure with the chains and everything is still very complicated right so uh they're released she dies a horrible bloody death it's really not pleasant at all it's It's like she's like crying tears of blood and everything is like as jigsaw once said oh yes there will be blood she is what does he say about Daniel? Oh, he'll be busy blood. <laughs> like <laughs> it's just like that. Uh, so it's not pretty. Yeah. Very gruesome. So I guess from there, at least though they're released, so they get to move on to the next room. <laughs> yeah. We're done with the whole, uh, chain collar thing. Yeah. That's nice. So they're officially done with the chains that have led them through two traps. It's kind of sad that they're done with them because that was kind of a cool like shtick 
to be going for. Like, yeah, the chains always as a threat. Um, so at this point, though, they don't have to worry about them, so they can move on into the next room, which is yeah. basically just like a showcase for people being stupid. <laughs> this one is the stupidest, and this whole room makes like no sense from so many different angles um that i don't know how many we'll be able to cover but we'll we'll try here uh so they get into this room and there's a couple different doors in here <laughs> but one of them one of them is like chain shut and says like no exit on it is like spray painted on there and yeah so sure right, is so right away um Ryan decides that that's got to be the way. And they're like, no, no, he said not to go there. You should be following the rules. Like, he, he made it very clear that you're supposed to follow the rules. And, and two people are dead right now, so yeah, follow the rules. He's clearly taking this stuff seriously. But uh, Ryan is not. So he runs over and tries to uh, open the door. And then his leg crashes through the floorboards over there. And instantly gets caught in this very strange wire trap that's apparently under the floorboards. It is um, real weird. It's like a high tension wire. Yeah. Uh, yeah like I don't high understand. tension, a uh, bunch of pulleys running it. There's like three different sets of wires wrapped around his leg very tightly. And the way it plays out is like if you even slightly touch any of the wires, they tighten more. Uh, Which is also crazy because how? How does yeah, that work? I don't have any idea how that works. Um, and so Mitch finds this tape recorder at the bottom of this wire structure and somehow manages to get it out without like chopping everybody's arms off. And the <laughs> the tape that it plays is so funny. It's like, it's basically just Jigsaw chastising them for not listening to him. It really is. It is honestly, that's all it is. <laughs> and then he tells them that if they pull this lever that's underneath there, they'll be released. Right. And I'm like, oh, we're not trusting that. Like, no. you know what's going to happen. You know Absolutely. what's going to happen when he pulls that lever. Yeah. Um. So... <laughs> So Ryan's freaking out, obviously. He's in a lot of pain. <laughs> He's not happy. He's been complaining. He's kind of the comedic relief for most of this. Yes. Uh, but he's he's not very happy right now. He's not having a lot of fun. Um, then, so they can't really figure out how to get him out of here. But meanwhile, another door opens in this room. Oh, and for some reason, after everything that they've seen going on, um, and with this <laughs> ongoing situation with Ryan's legs still playing out, uh, Anna and Mitch decide to go into this room and check it out. And of course, the door immediately slams, and there's a flat screen TV in here with mm -hmm. um, Billy the Puppet on it, which... <laughs> Might I remind you that um, whenever this is supposedly taking place, which is prior to the events, at least of Saw 1, um, we would not have a flat screen TV like this. 
<laughs> they just don't exist simply right, yeah they don't exist um this is very clearly a 2017 television anyway <laughs> the the basically billy tells him that the only way they can be saved is if brian pulls that lever <laughs> yep so also it's clear from this that this trap is entirely contingent upon the fact that a somebody did indeed get caught in that leg trap by attempting to exit the wrong door, even though they were told not to, but also b that person was Ryan a hundred percent of the time. Otherwise what happens here? Like maybe, maybe they play a different tape if somebody other than Ryan gets caught. I don't know, but, but for all how- like how do you know who's there just like changing tapes out when it's time like like, i really feel like the only way this works is that there's somebody like in a control room somewhere actively playing all this stuff but that does go very much against um like jigsaw's usual mo and also it would be more difficult than the stuff that he pulls off later on so Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know about that um anyway though th- this scene is somewhat redeemed for the fact that it in- introduces the concept of grain death to the saw franchise <laughs> <laughs> which i am forever grateful for it sure does i this, mean you imagine <laughs> this whole ton of grain starts pouring down on them they're they're basically in like this round little room so they're pretty much in a silo this grain starts pouring down on them. Uh, you know, basically, they're going to be suffocated by the grain, you think. Right, that, yeah. That's a pretty clear and present threat. Uh, Ryan's still refusing to pull the lever. <laughs> so, well, do you think they're probably going to suffocate? But um, the thing basically stops when they're about up to their necks and shoulders right. in the grain. So, like, oh, okay, well... I guess the grain didn't really do a whole lot <laughs> to kill them there. Um, but then all these all these dangerous tools start falling out of the same opening. <laughs> like first there's like a pitchfork that comes and then it a couple is. The first of... one is like a pitchfork and then then the guy screams. Mitch, yeah. he's like screaming. And the next thing you know, it's just like circular saws and all sorts of shit just like coming from the sky it's like the little corn on the cob holders that you stab (laughs) your corn with yes i don't know why those are up there and somehow those are the only things that hit anna yeah (laughs) these little corn on the cob holders and they stick all the way into her arm yeah and she's like ah and i'm like uh the other guy just got like knifed in the neck or whatever yeah you got a huge knife that went like all the way into him uh God. This is so ridiculous. All these things are like just falling down on them in the most ridiculous way. Like, like ninety five percent of this stuff doesn't hit them at all, other than those two previously mentioned. Right? Options. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Most um, things don't hit them. So it's like it's unclear how dangerous this is supposed to be. <laughs> but the <laughs> other thing is like, I guess the grain was meant to immobilize them, but you really didn't need that because the tools are falling like literally everywhere in the room and it's a very small room. So there's not much they could have done to avoid it anyway. It's still just a rain of farm equipment on top of them. And 
so finally Ryan does the the only sensible thing at this point because there's literally no other way out of this and he pulls this lever it Oof. chops his leg into like three different little neat sections yeah <laughs> which is just horrible looking yes. um and then they're freed from the grain silo oh my gosh it like the door opens and they all just like spill out yeah and of course there's like a minor scare thinking car is gonna run into that pitchfork but yeah she like comes so close and she comes so close and the angle of the like rake or pitchfork whatever it is is so prominent in the shot that i almost thought like wait a minute was this movie 3d I know, that's are what we, I thought too. Are we watching Saw 3D again? <laughs> but it's not, but there are many things in it that feel like they were. That whole scene with the um like the saw blades and the pitchforks falling down really feels like it could have been a, a 3D scene. I almost right. feel like they planned it that way and then decided they didn't have the money for it or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um so yeah, that that's like that whole trap room is nonsense and the only real outcome of that is that uh ryan gets his leg cut off yeah so they they tie that up they get a bandage on it or whatever and uh they go to the next room the next room is the circular cone trap that we saw in eleanor's studio oh yes it is so this at this point you're thinking like maybe oh so they're i guess they're finally using that trap that john kramer supposedly planned or maybe this is eleanor doing it or maybe it's another hardcore fan who had those blueprints but we know now like this was the original trap right john kramer actually did build this thing and he used it here this was that trap right so this trap is Mitch's trap and the um the trap ha- incorporates the motorcycle that he sold into its construction <laughs> which is <laughs> extremely funny. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> as Shaw explains to him, um he knew that the brakes on that motorcycle were faulty and he sold it anyway, and then obviously the kid got in that deadly accident. Right. And apparently this kid was Jigsaw's nephew. Yes. <laughs> Which is really a wholly unimportant detail. Um, right. Why but, even bother? Uh, I mean, presumably this guy did a bad thing regardless of whether that was any personal relation to Jigsaw. But, you know, Jigsaw loves to to work in personal little vendettas into his traps, despite his, his claims to the contrary. So this is just another example of that. Um, (laughs) So the way this works is the motorcycle is mounted at the top of this big red, like tornado shaped thing. And it's, engine is powering the thing to spin around really quickly and apparently it's very sharp although you can't really tell that by looking at it it just looks like a like a modern art piece or something um right so the guy has to like dangle himself from the top and like reach down into the bottom and pull the brake that's at the bottom there to stop it 
Um, right. And he's most of the way down there when Anna takes like a piece of rebar and jams it into the motorcycles, <coughs> uh, into the motorcycles wheel oh. to stop it. And so it stops spinning and you're like, at this point, you're like, great. Okay. So it stops spinning. So just now reach down and grab the brake, which it's is really not hard. It's like right there, but he doesn't do that for some reason. Like they just sort of sit there for a minute and then the rebar breaks, the thing starts up again, and like he's pretty much instantly ground into like hamburger meat. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> it happens very quickly, and it's not clear exactly how it happens. It's not like you see him suddenly touch the side or something. It's just like you just see him get ground up right. and spat out very violently. Yeah. Um so yeah, he he dies there. At this point, we just have uh, one-legged Ryan and Anna yeah. alive. Um, I just have so many questions about the cyclone. <laughs> yeah. Every yeah, time that, I think about it, why is it red? Can, can I, I don't know. Me? It makes it look scarier, I guess. I don't know. Is it supposed to be hot? <laughs> like, are the are, are the blades warm? That's what I was wondering at first is like, I, th- I thought it was going to be some sort of oven type thing to cook them, but th- apparently that is not how this works. Right. Second um, of all, is Mitch an idiot? Like he had the time. Yes. He could have just gotten it. The answer to that is definitely yes. Yeah. So Anna almost escapes from this building at this point. Um, yeah. She sort of finds a way out of one of the doors in this room. And this is all clearly taking place in some barn somewhere. So it's not like the super secure warehouses that Jigsaw uses later on. Right. Um, so she almost gets out. She sort of gets halfway through the door and then she gets drugged by a pig mask person. <laughs> so this is our at least one pig mask appearance in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, then she wakes up in this room with Ryan. And then this is the room where uh, John Kramer reveals himself. Finally, where yeah. we're like, Oh my God, Jigsaw, he's here. Right. Um, as we later know, of course, this is taking place 10 years ago. So that's why, sure, yeah. that's why John Kramer's here, but it's a right. big reveal at the time. It's surprising. And it's nice to see. Um, it's nice to see John Kramer here. Good. Yeah. Good that Tobin Bell is still getting some screen time. Absolutely, yeah. It's great. Um, so he explains to them that they are, they've gotten his message backwards. Um, that he that they need to own up to what they've done and not um, and ba- like turn themselves around. Basically, um, <laughs> he then reveals the the two the crimes of these two people that we still haven't really heard what they've done. Um, so Anna's story about the baby was mostly true, except she hides the fact that she actually suffocated the baby herself on purpose God. and then made it look like her husband had rolled over on Oof. the baby. And then later the husband not only was blamed by it and taken away by the cops, but he committed suicide over it. Um, and he apparently knew all this because he was their next door neighbor and he 
apparently like saw it all happen but didn't tell anybody about it <laughs> like somehow he knew this is what happened but his solution is like no 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 okay i'll no wait needs to know it's fine well i've got this i've got this whole plan i'm trying to put together you might be um so yeah that's her crime meanwhile um ryan his thing apparently took place a while ago because in the flashback, he's like sort of like a young kid, like a right. 20 something or a teenager. And yeah. um, he's like driving drunk with his friends and um, they cause some horrible accident in which like four or five people die. And he survived. Right. It's very I- reminiscent of uh, that scene from Escape Room. <laughs> <laughs> fact, it is. really gave me some strong flashbacks to that um and that well this movie came out a few months before escape room but right. uh, they definitely came out around the same time so <laughs> i don't know oh <laughs> yeah anyway so that's what they did um uh kramer is loading this shotgun Yes, he is. He places between them, and he says that this is the key to their survival. Mm. And um, Mm -hmm. he pretty much just leaves it at that. That is it, uh, yeah. He, like, leaves the room after that. He's like, I'll let you decide. He leaves the room, and um, so Anna tries to shoot Ryan with the shotgun, but the shotgun actually shoots backwards. Yes. Don't ask me how. Don't ask me how a shotgun shoots backwards. It does. It just does. Here. It just does. Um, it's kind of reminiscent of the scene from Saw 3 where the judge accidentally gets shot by the shotgun. Uh, the judge was, yeah. yeah. Um, he just Get had that um, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor judge. But Justice for judge. Justice for judge. But, yeah, it shoots backwards, so it just, like, blows part of her face off. But, like... Yeah. What was the point of this game? Like, what if nobody had chosen to shoot? So, I guess the only way they could have survived this is if they'd really, really been paying attention and sort of just knew the way that John Kramer was operating. Because apparently, he placed the keys to their restraints in one of the in the shotgun shell. Which is stupid because, as you might imagine, uh, they didn't survive. (laughs) Yeah. So the only way they could have won this is if they'd been like, wait a minute, what if the keys are in the shotgun shell and we open up the shotgun shell and take the keys out? Right, and these people don't even have the luxury of, like, knowing benefit well. Like, Also, they don't have, like, time to really think this over because at least one of them is bleeding out through this horrible leg wound at the moment. But um, so Ryan is the only one left alive at this point. He sees like the shattered pieces of the keys lying around. Oh, my Uh, God. Yeah, he's like, he's so sad. (laughs) Realizes the whole thing and just sort of lies down and gives up. He must just like, I mean, I guess he just like starves to death and like bleeds to death. Like, <laughs> yeah, we know he dies here because later in that scene where um, Logan and Halloran are in the laser things and Logan's like giving his whole big reveal about how he's taken over for Jigsaw. 
he pulls this uh, this tarp off of them and reveals the bodies of Anna and Ryan. So they've apparently just been there that whole time. Yeah, which is like really upsetting, first of all. And yeah. second of all, so sad for Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, he presumably got out of all these tests, but then like he's just sort of left there to die. Kind of like, you know, the people in the bathroom trap. Various yeah. people in the bathroom trap over the years. Which makes you think... What happened to Hoffman? Huh? Uh, don't say it. Don't think. I don't want to think about it. Like, do we know? Mandela coming back. We don't need all that. We don't. Mm. Could you imagine? It'll happen. The next Saw movie is going to heavily feature the Hoffman. He's returning. Hoffman. Yeah. The Hoffman. Maybe Strom will return too. Maybe uh, Hoffman and Strom will return. Never know. Perez. It could all happen. Maybe. Uh, all back. Carrie's Carrie's gonna come back. She just got her ribs ripped out. Whatever. Justice for Carrie. Justice for Carrie. So yeah, like those those are all the traps here. I think we pretty much covered the whole thing. That is Jigsaw. That is Jigsaw. Jigsaw it's, is a strange movie. It's very strange. Um, and especially in the context of the broader Saw franchise. Yeah, I have to say, like, if this was the first Saw movie we'd ever seen. It would probably be like, oh, like that's interesting. There's definitely some, like the traps are pretty cool. Some of them are a little convoluted, but they're interesting to watch. Um, there are some that are just, yeah. It just depends. It varies from trap to trap. Like, yeah. Because I mean, like, it's a mixed bag, definitely. Like the opening one, I think with the bucket heads is like fine. Like that's fine. That one's but then, pretty like, cool. The syringe one where she has to like inject herself is so stupid. And it's mainly because it's such an obvious choice. Like, like she has the, the the one she needs to choose there, and she doesn't do it anyway. And it's like, so it's frustrating, because it's like, this should be very easy. And then you have, like, the Cyclone one, which is, like, kind of cool, and it's set to, like, some really ridiculous heavy metal music. <laughs> I don't really understand what's going on there. But that's, like, really fun to watch. But then you have ones, like... The with Ryan with his legs stuck in the wires and them in the silo and it like none of it makes sense logistically like I don't know why this is happening like so it's like it's like super all over the place um it sort of felt like they had like ideas and didn't really know how to like string them together and make them all work so <laughs> yeah um it's it's interesting it, it's an interesting movie but I I do think that the the hardest part of this movie definitely comes in comparing it to the rest of the franchise. It does. Um, yeah. yeah. And like, it's, it's difficult because I feel like it's in some case, in some ways it's trying to be a reboot. Like it's trying to start its own series or franchise or whatever. And so in that way, we should be able to give it a little bit of leeway, let it do its own thing, which is fine. But it's also trying to fit into the continuity of the original franchise. And that creates a whole lot of problems. Yeah. I don't know why it's trying to do that. Especially in saw when like, there's such an intricate timeline already Mm -hmm. You have to try to like now contextualize this movie with all the stuff we already know from the last seven installments, which is like, didn't need to happen was like Logan Nelson did not need to be, he didn't need to be a prior jigsaw victim from 10 years prior. 
Like, yeah. that just didn't need to happen. He just needed to be somebody who, like, maybe even just knew John Kramer in the past and then figured it out and wanted to to follow in his footsteps. Like, right. Like, it didn't need to be that there was this game that happened years and years ago and then he recreated it. That just was not necessary. Yeah. The only reason that was necessary was because, because the plot device of, like, bodies showing up at the cops like station was not going to work if it was happening in real time, like simultaneously. Yeah, exactly. And that, that makes it kind of confusing when it's actually happening and you don't understand till much later in the movie, like, Oh, that's how that's happening. So it's kind of like a, one of those things that makes you like, Oh my God, what's going on. But then when it finally gets revealed, it's like, Oh, well that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, there were just like better ways to work around all of the, the potential like timing issues that weren't oh this is a secret prequel too like yeah like we've seen that before and saw as well like we've had other movies that were like that where like moments were revealed to be prequels mm-hmm. so wait it wasn't like an original twist either and that's kind of annoying yeah i mean as saw fans we've seen just about every timeline related twist you can at this point so um it's it's not necessarily keeping it fresh to do another one i think it would have been more interesting to have him be like someone completely new to the franchise or uh, i mean to like the the saw apprenticeship program as it were right just someone who's like a big fan or something i think the idea that there's this big fan base here that they clearly established in this movie is very interesting um there's still people like years after john kramer's dead who are like obsessed with jigsaw and like maybe the idea that one of them or more of them could be pushed just enough that they actually go out and start doing the stuff themselves that's kind of cool that's interesting and that that's something you can make a new franchise off of certainly i think that is the direction i mean if i were them that's a direction i would go it also opens up the opportunity to sort of like have like a meta conversation with like viewers of movies like this who like watch people like kill themselves like for like an hour and a half every year, like <laughs> yeah. for seven years, like uh, we did. Like, <laughs> you know, what uh, does this say about us? Yeah, like I, I mean, but I think that's like a real conversation that is worth having all the time in horror. Is like why horror? So, um, you know, I, I feel like that opens up, especially like when you're doing like torture porn, gore horror, like Saw. Like, <laughs> that's a conversation worth having, and they yeah, gave yeah. themselves the perfect way to set it up, and just didn't do it. And so it's kind of annoying um, because I don't think that they don't have like the team that's like creative or smart enough to do it. They do. They just like keep choosing to do like because they can't let go of like their previous saw roots. Like that's sort of what happens here with like the timeline twist and trying to like work themselves into the original continuity. Just give it up. It's a new era. People don't care anymore. So. Right. Yeah. I'm not opposed to the idea of a reboot at all. I just think. I think they they are they're clinging a little too hard to the original franchise and they should have just, you know, gone with something completely new. Yeah, it would have been way better. Um but I do like Jigsaw. I like I don't dislike Jigsaw. Yeah, uh, it it's good in its own ways. It has an interesting contribution to the overall franchise and I think that it has the potential to kickstart a new interesting direction for saw assuming that they keep making these. And I I'm pretty sure they're already making the next one or at least working on it. So 
presumably there will be more and it'll be interesting to see um how they continue down this road yeah i mean as of as of april last year they did say twisted pictures did say that they had actively started developing it the sequel so Mm. like there is more coming um i feel like this one didn't do as well as they wanted it didn't go the right direction they wanted so they're kind of reevaluating how to continue Um, yeah that leaves me worried that saw nine will just be a straight sequel to saw 3d but we'll see um (laughs) That'd be really weird if that was the case. If they could get like some of the cast back, that'd be interesting. But um Yeah, yeah. I mean, like a lot of us were definitely hoping to see a little more resolution on this uh Dr. Gordon. It's also line. interesting that they they clearly, as we've just discussed, were so beholden to like original Saw, but couldn't like didn't want to like close up any of the like plot threads that they'd opened in previous right. like with like gordon and stuff so um but whatever interesting interesting yeah but uh with this one we are fully caught up with the saw franchise as i can't believe it now uh until any more movies come out this is it this is what we have sure there's also the saw video games of course um Maybe someday we'll cover those, but there's, as there's for now, a lot of Saw media out there. Yeah. You can find more. There is a lot of Saw media. And with that, <laughs> might we bring up the uh, the presence of, well, just a general discussion of the Saw fan base, shall we say? Yes. Uh, I would actually like to just take a moment to bring everyone's attention to one thing before we do that. And we talked about this earlier today. But uh, the marketing for this movie, <laughs> I think, needs to be discussed. Um, we right. talked about the trailer. Yeah. We talked about how the tone was weird. I mean, the tone had, like, like weird, like, campy music happening. I, I think if you haven't seen the Jigsaw trailer, everyone should go watch it. It's weird. Like, especially yeah. given what we actually got in the end, which was not, like, a super campy movie. Um, it did have moments of that, but it was not, that was not the overall tone. Um, it was really like Ryan was the only character who had that tone and everybody else was acting in a different movie. Um, yeah, really. Um, so, but one thing this movie did to publicize itself was Tobin Bell, who plays <laughs> Jigsaw, <laughs> rang the opening bell at the New York Stock Exchange. And I gotta say, <laughs> that is the strangest fucking thing that has ever fucking happened in horror like publicity. I like, I don't understand. It makes no sense. Like, why did he do it? Why did the New York stock exchange want that to happen? (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, I I don't, this movie isn't even like, it wasn't even like taking aim at like financial institutions. Like this isn't one of like saws, like movies, like, like, you know, like if it had been, that would have been great if we had then seen this movie and this was a movie about like Wall Street execs and a trap. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. You know how good a movie about like Wall Street execs who are lured on like a work retreat and it turns out to be a jigsaw trap would fucking be? I would oh, watch yeah. the shit out of that. That seems like one of the big industries that they have yet to tackle too. So it'd be I perfect. Know. The other one is the military. They started it in this one. Oh yeah, they did. They, they need did. to get to the military. Um, <laughs> but 
Yeah, it's like crazy to me. Like, um, I mean, I know that like people open the Newark Stock Exchange. That's not like super weird, but it's still really weird to me. Also, it's worth noting that like other people were there. Like, Oren Cools was there. Like, <laughs> he was involved in it. Like, and he's been involved in the franchise since the beginning. Like, and it's like, y'all just like opened the New York Stock Exchange and this was supposed to be good publicity because first of all, who watches the opening of the New York Stock Exchange and then thinks, well, now I want to see the movie that those people were advertising. <laughs> like, <laughs> the really strange part of this in my mind is, um, so a lot of the marketing for this movie included just pictures of people's faces like made up as Billy the Puppet. With like this yes. really like creepy bluish face makeup, and then like the red spirals on the cheeks, um, it was really weird. And then in this group that was ringing the bell for the stock exchange, there were a bunch of people made up like this. I assume they're just like yeah. actors who were hired specifically just to stand there with this makeup on. And Looking super fucking creepy. Yeah, they're just really creepy. And they're just like standing there the whole time. Like everyone else is like cheering and going like, yeah, they're ringing the bell. And they're just like sort of standing there, standing around. And this whole thing like took like five minutes. So they got like they spent all this time in makeup and everything. They got hired. They came out for the day, whatever, just to stand there for five minutes wearing the makeup. And then they left. So funny. They're just like standing there, like, mm, hello. Do you think they're like cast and crew? Well, I mean, they're not cast. We would know if they were cast. But like, do you think they're crew? Like, this is like. Maybe. Yeah. Like, gaffer. Like, <laughs> like. Maybe that was like their reward for working on the movie is like, they, yeah. <laughs> they got to stand there for the stock exchange opening. Who knows? And it's like, um, like. I'd love to find out. October 5th, New York Stock Exchange tweets live feed of official Tobin of Jigsaw ringing the New York Stock Exchange opening bell. Why? Why did you tweet this out? And oh. like. <laughs> I remember, I remember when this happened. Like, we were, yes, we do you were, remember when this happened? We, this was the day I moved to New York City. <laughs> Do you remember this? <laughs> I was I like, just remember I'm being fucking welcomed. Like crazy anticipation around this event. We're like, yes, we're going to watch Jigsaw open the stock exchange. This is going to be the best. And it was as crazy as I possibly could have imagined. And I'm so glad that the video for this still exists. I'm definitely yeah. putting it in the description because everyone needs to see this. It's amazing. It's really good. So everyone should watch that. And I think I think Jigsaw should be applauded for that. Like they did all of their usual marketing otherwise with like trailers and they did the blood drives that they always do. But like this was a, a new one. I gotta say, I have never seen this before from any other horror movie. I mean, I've never seen Freddy Krueger ring the bell at the New York Stock Exchange. So, <laughs> and I gotta tell you, if I could, Robert England, this is what I want. That's yes. I need yes. that. Do it. Get on it. Or just Michael Myers straight faced, like ringing the bell. Could you imagine? <laughs> just like, standing there. Then yeah. throughout like all of Wall Street, which is by the way where I work. Um, uh, do you just hear the Michael Myers theme, the Halloween theme everywhere as soon as it rings? So <laughs> yes, yes be good. they I should do it. that for Halloween. We definitely need that for the next Halloween movie. I know. Um, Halloween producers, get on it. Make it happen. 
saw producers make a wall street movie <laughs> yeah really seriously it's time to take down the banking industry or something like yeah we need we need to get back to political saw uh yeah, i miss it sort of, a, sort of a reprieve from it this time but uh we need more of it now um so that that being said um what what are your uh, what are your overall takeaways on this whole series so far? I'd say is there. Oh, you know I like I mean? that like, you said so far. You're, you know, uh, there's more. There's more out there. But uh, where are we at in the series? How, what do you think of everything? Saw what what do, what do you like about the franchise in particular? So I guess on rewatch, um, and this was my first rewatch of all of it since Jigsaw came out. Yeah. So. Same. Um, I'd rewatched them all in 2017, sort of like a few months before Jigsaw. Like I watched them over the mm-hmm. summer and then Jigsaw came out in o- October. Um, but I guess, uh, I mean, I still love it as much as I always did. I think I might love it more. Um, I really enjoyed going through the rewatch. I thought it was a blast. Um, I think the movies are a lot smarter than they get credit for. And that's like kind of a bummer because everybody just looks at them and they're like, oh, people get like ripped apart and stuff like that. And it's like, well, that's true. Like, <laughs> that's just like the flair of the movie, though. You know, like it it, it does have stuff to say. Um, you know, I think in its early outings, it was smarter, probably. Yeah. And in, in its early ones, the traps were, well, not always as elaborate or, I don't know, uh, involved. Maybe they were more interesting, you know, uh, they, Things like the crucifix trap and Saw 3 are, like, genius. And, like, especially, like, in the context of the character who is, like, watching this person be crucified for a crime that maybe they shouldn't be crucified for. I mean, yes, they can kill a kid. But, like, maybe you shouldn't, like, you know, everybody makes mistakes. I mean, that's a pretty big one. But, like, (laughs) you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, I think that in early Saw outings, there was a lot of, like, really, like, strong cleverness. And I think there's, like, a middle section lag like saw four and five where things get a little rough um but i really think saw six is excellent i think it's an excellent film and i think saw seven is terrible um (laughs) but yeah i think overall the saw franchise was trying something at the very least it was not it never felt like i was watching just like a horror movie that could have been any other franchise plug and play with a certain character like character you know um you right. watch, there are a lot of like countless slashers out there where it's just like, oh, this could be any slasher if you just airlifted the one villain out and put a different one in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like uh, we saw stuff like uh, uh, as much as I love Halloween and Friday the 13th, like a lot of those middle installments are pretty much interchangeable for the most part. Um, but yeah, Saw was always unique, uh, always had something to say, even if it was sometimes clumsy about saying it um i mean at least it's trying to say it i'd rather somebody clumsily say something than say nothing at all yeah it's interesting and um i feel like we're getting another franchise kind of like that these days in the purge uh we're seeing another horror franchise that really has its own unique footprint um and in in that case um the movies just keep getting better and better i think yeah, um, I think The Purge is probably the next big horror franchise. Yeah. And I think it, it does definitely does have some, like, there's some Saw-esque elements there. 
Um, I think it's probably smarter on certain issues than Saw ever was. Um, I mean, you watch the first Purge, and I think it's like take on like race. The implications there are way smarter than Saw could have ever been on that. Yeah, um, <laughs> but um, well, not to say that any horror movie is ever perfect. There's a lot of complications just by virtue of being in the horror genre. Um, but because um, you have to deal with certain things, which raise certain tropes. You know, like if if a queer character dies in a horror movie, you automatically have to deal with is this the trope of fridging your your queers? Um, <laughs> And like, and that's a real, I mean, that's a real question that you have to ask. And yeah. the answer isn't always yes, but the answer is sometimes yes. You know, if you have one queer character and you have three characters who ultimately survive, but one of them wasn't the gay one, that's a question. I like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, so it's like, like other, at least, you know, um, that's all to say that there are a lot of horror franchises that try to tackle things and do it really, really clumsily. I think The Purge is doing an admirable job overall um, while still making some mistakes, you know? Um, Cause I, I like the purge. I thought the first one was kind of bad, but the rest have been pretty good. I've yeah. enjoyed them. You know? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I definitely think two is a big step up from the first one. And then like all the other ones have been very interesting too. Yeah. I do think um, it's time for the purge to like, like we get it. Like the almost suburbs of cities, are bad places. Can we go somewhere else? Can we like, can we try some other parts of the world? Do we, do we have to do the same (laughs) landscape every single time? Um. Yeah. I think one of the takeaways I get from like the whole saw series in general is like sort of related to how horror operates in general as like political discourse um, as a, like a mirror to society. I think often like horror gets kind of a bad rap it's seen as exploitative and sometimes it is necessarily you know but also i feel like it's able that's not always a bad thing yeah i I mean (laughs) sometimes you just want to see some gore um but i i do feel like horror movies in particular are able to uh talk about issues that might not get discussed in any other way or able to tackle them in a much more visceral manner that plays on your your gut feelings and your emotions. And uh, I think the Saw franchise really does that a lot. It makes us think about morality, right and wrong, what you're willing to do to survive, what you're willing to do to other people in order to ensure your own survival or success or that of um, people that you care about. Right. So it, it's heavy morality questions, and it also... Ha- poses a lot of big deep questions about what we value as a society right and in, in that regard it is kind of similar to the purge there um absolutely yeah. you question the current state of our society yeah i mean i wonder if there is a purge without saw happening first um they do tackle similar themes i i'm sure there could be one without the other i'm, I'm being dramatic for the sake of being dramatic but <laughs> yeah you know, they do have very similar themes that I think Saw was definitely like a sort of like spiritual precursor there um, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that Saw sometimes gets itself wrapped up in some like some ways that really undermine its thematic elements. I think that uh, it has a tendency to like weirdly align itself with Jigsaw and his motives. Right. Um, yeah. That aren't interest like that aren't good. Um, whereas like in at the outset it was a lot more about like jigsaw's 
methods are terrible, but maybe his message is something worth listening to. Um, right. And I think like by later ones, you're supposed to like sort of cheer for jigsaw. And like, that's when things get weird to me. You know, I don't think you should ever want your audience to cheer for a guy who's actively murdering people. Right. Um, yeah. It gets so. complicated later on because John Kramer's dead and, um, you know, Hoffman's going on doing everything like clearly much more brutally and without the same care that uh, John had. Yeah, I and know. You're supposed yeah. to be like, oh, like Hoffman's not doing it right. Not like Kramer. He was great. And then, no, he wasn't great either. Like we were yeah, not. But you should never have to think <laughs> like that, back you know, then. like, yeah. So, yeah, it, it does get a little complicated that way. Um, it's definitely definitely one of the larger moral issues with the series is you have to uh, you have to intentionally separate yourself from trying to feel any sort of empathy towards Jigsaw. You have to remind yourself, hey, like even if he at times is the protagonist of this series, he's not great. <laughs> Like, yeah. even if like some of the people in the traps aren't necessarily the great greatest people, uh, Jigsaw is not not a good guy. He's a serial killer and he doesn't even follow his own rules about killing a lot of the time. So, right. Yeah. But his actions do allow us to explore these natures, uh, these issues of morality. So it's an interesting thought experiment. It is. And it's also. Yeah, they're in a movie, so it's not like <laughs> it's okay. Um Yeah, I also think that it's like I mean, I mean, I was a part of like an a serious saw fan base for years uh when I was younger, and I think it was I mean, I knew a lot of people on the internet who I think were really cool, interesting people and probably still are. I mean, hopefully none of them became serial killers after that, uh, which is <laughs> my parents' fear, but yeah. You know, uh, I don't think they did. They all seemed fine. And I think that anything that brings together people in that way is kind of cool. Um, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. And they weren't people who wanted to actually go out and murder people. You know, this wasn't bringing people together to be like a death cult. So, uh, no, I think I think people identify with the, the themes of it, with the um, desire to see people be better, to see society be better. Um, they don't necessarily want to go out and do all the same things that Jigsaw does, but they sure hope not. Wish I like, they... yeah, necessarily. <laughs> that's a good qualifier there. Yeah, <laughs> they might, but uh, not necessarily. Some of these people do. I mean, uh, we might as well bring it up. There have been, uh, you know, people out there who claim to be inspired by Jigsaw and who have killed True. people. Remember that uh, pizza? That pizza? The pizza bomb? Oh my god! Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The guy with like the the bomb attached to his neck who had yeah. to go, uh, like rob a bank or something. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, that was nuts. Um, that like lots of horror fan bases, uh, in recent history have had this issue. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> fiction keeps bleeding into reality these days. Unfortunately, um, yeah. but uh, we saw it with Dexter as well. And Oof. you know that I don't know what uh, what creators can do to uh, to prevent that. I don't think there's much you can do. 
I, I don't think it services well to uh, to shy away from these topics just because someone might take them into real life. Uh, that's on people, not on yeah, artists. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, but you you mentioned you were part of the fandom growing up, and I've always found this kind of interesting. You said you uh, you wrote fanfic, right? I did. Yeah. Uh, what what kind of stuff was in these stories you'd write? So I wrote. <laughs> I wrote fanfic that one might describe as pretty in keeping with what you would see in a Saw movie. Um, that it was like new stories. I didn't necessarily write like, like I didn't try to create, create new, I don't know. Like I didn't try to create new, like jigsaw apprentices and things like that. You know? Right. Um, I was sort of just like creating offshoots, like maybe like things that happened in the, the parts of the movie, like the parts of Jigsaw's timeline that we didn't see in the movies. Um, you know, we saw a part in the movies, but we didn't see people fighting over top of lawnmower blades. You know, yeah. um, we don't know what the full story was there. So that was the sort of thing I wrote about. Um, I would take a lot of times I would take like tangential, like comments and stuff like that from the movies and like, try to flesh that out into full things um, and then create my own scenarios where people might be in a trap. Um, so I have, I created some traps in fiction, um, yeah. which is a, a weird thing. Um, oh, good to keep it to the fiction at least. Uh, All right. I, uh, that's, uh, <laughs> well, that sounds cool though. I mean, like uh, I like that you were like sort of fleshing out the world and working off of uh like stuff that's actually in the movies but yeah. that we might not necessarily know the whole story behind right and that i mean i'm st i still write horror now so it's like that was like really where i got my start honestly i i started writing saw fan fiction and then that's when i started writing other horror so yeah neat um on a related note uh be w before we started recording this we were doing a little poke around on the internet for some uh, Saw-related material, and um, we stumbled on the world of Saw erotic fan fiction. And, erotic uh, is almost a too strong word, given that none of them got that far. Yeah, I mean, like, let, let me just say that the greatest problem here is people who aren't willing to commit to it. Um, there's... <laughs> There's a very, there's some very well written chapter ones here, but we're seeing less and less chapter twos. Yeah, what's and that about, y'all? That's the big issue. Like, come on, guys, if you're gonna write an Agent Strom, Detective Hoffman slash fic, which we found out everyone's gonna do. Yeah, give me more than one chapter. Like, I want to know. I want to know where it goes. Also, hey. Mm -hmm. William Easton and Peter Stromship are out there. If you're listening right now, <laughs> I want more. I want to know. I want to know what happens between them. I want to know how it happens. They don't even meet in the movie. Who's the top? Who's the bottom? These are questions I have. I need answers. We really need to know. Um, I need to know. Yeah. So, so if some of them can get back to us, uh, cool story, bro, six, six, six. I have some questions. I need <laughs> you to come back. Um, Watson <laughs> underscore diet do. I have some questions. Uh, so I'm just going to, I want to call out names. Uh, also Lawrence Gordon fanfic is out there. So Ermin Trouts, if you're listening, Ermin I have Trouts. so many questions. Your writing is good. Frigid first chapter. Good. 
we like this it. one this one is really interesting um it's emotionally gripping um this is the story the backstory of dr gordon being ashamed of his homosexuality and as a result he becomes a philandering alcoholic um which honestly music. like i really relate to gordon in that moment <laughs> so like great good but i need to know what happens beyond the first chapter i yeah. need to know i mean well it, as we get towards the end um we sort of we sense that you know his wife knows that we're sort of set in the dynamic that is in uh, Saul one, wherein yeah. uh, it's revealed that he's uh, been cheating on his wife and that she sent uh, Adam to go find out about it. Um, but we don't get to see more. We're sort of left hanging right before Saul happens. We are. You see what we're left with is as she gets her iconic saw line, I'd rather you break down and tell me that you hated me. At least there'd be some passion in it. Which, you know, good callback. We like it. Very We're a nice, fan. Yeah. Uh, and then he thinks he'll probably come back sometime and there'll be divorce papers waiting for him. And that's where it ends. And to quote Wattpad user Elpara, I'm comma, 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 crying. So I need to know more. <laughs> I need to know what's happening. I'm crying too, Elpara. I really want to know. Crying. I'm crying. Um, also, big, big mystery here. Um, this paragraph. Uh, the school sees him as a womanizer and he loves it. No one suspects anything. No one knows he was nearly beaten to death by his father after being caught with another man's cock in his mouth. No one knows that after he fucks all these women, he comes crawling back to that same man looking for comfort in alcohol and more sex. I love that this man is not just providing sex, which comes with comfort if you're, you know, in this state of mind. He is also providing free liquor. Yeah. What more Good for Gordon. Yeah, um. good for Gordon. But we don't know who this man is. We don't know a thing about him. And not much more is revealed in this story. We need more answer, Ermin Trouts. I need Ermin to Trouts. know what's going on here. Is this, in fact, Adam? Is it Adam? It could be. This is often a, a very often shipped pair in the Saw yes. fan community. So, Lawrence and Adam? Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, I'm looking... Elpara, Elpara themselves wrote a 21-chapter fanfic <laughs> uh, called Damn. A Chained Heart about... Uh, it's a fanfiction where Lawrence actually comes back for Adam. And you know oh. what? I gotta say, hey, what of Elpara to actually include the Saw Traps? Because a lot of fanfic writers create alternate universes where the saw stuff actually never happens it's just the characters and i get that i've read a lot of fan fiction in my life people get attached to the characters so they create all sorts of au's for them do you know how many high school au's <laughs> i've read for things that didn't take place in high schools um i gotta say i applaud opara for creating one where they actually did go through the events of saw one and from there it's an au i like that i i applaud it I want to know how the trauma impacts their relationship. Perhaps our next episode will be a dramatic reading of A Chained Heart by Elpara, the Lawrence Gordon. I love it. Adam. Some really <laughs> good chapter titles. Chilies yeah. and Kisses. You know what? That's good. If it if they kiss in a Chilies, I'll tell you, I'll cry. I'll, I'll sob like a baby. So... I 
I most yeah. of all want to see more chapters of Helpless, the Hoffman Strom fanfic here. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the tagline for this uh fanfic is Hoffman saves Strom from the closing walls. When doing so, new and old feelings start to come to the surface. Warnings slash smut. Rating PG thirteen slash R NC seventeen. Mm. What happens? I mean we get little. so little. It's definitely some NC seventeen at some point. Uh, we don't but get that far. I'm so sad about that because the chapter ends with a kiss. Um, it ends with what? How does it end? It's uh, Peter noticed the small drop of blood that stayed on Hoffman's lips. To clarify, this is all happening. Strom is about to be crushed by the walls, and Hoffman has a change of heart and invites him into the glass case. So they both are saved from the crushing walls, which is already, I mean, this is great. Um, <laughs> I love is, the idea that he's gone through all this trouble to like <laughs> trap Strom in this thing. And then he's like, ah, yeah. oh, no, nah, never mind. Just come in here. Um, and so then they are in the, these wall, this glass case together. There's a glass, there's blood. Um, so they're laying on top of one another and Peter noticed the small drop of blood that stayed on Hoffman's lip after he let go of the gentle kiss because they kissed very slightly. Their lips just brushed and wiped it away with his thumb. Peter watched the detective's lips as he did so. This didn't go unnoticed by Hoffman. Mark put his hand back in Peter's hair, which made him look back up at him. Their eyes locked and something clicked within the two males. That's basically where it ends. I gotta say. Something clicked within the two males, and that's where you're going to let it go? You're not going to keep going? What clicked? Do yeah. they have sex in the glass case where Hoffman almost murdered Strom? I need to know. I mean, if they have... I mean, that would be painful. Is there, is there a past between these two that, uh, that we don't know about? How is Lindsay Perez involved? I have some questions about that. Ooh, um, yeah. You know, I think she could have been involved. And... Um, Oh, does the police force know? I mean, really, do they all know? Does everyone know? Does everyone know that Hoffman is into Strom? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Well, I have so many know. questions. I want to know the answers, and I wish that they would tell us. So I just want everyone out there to know that they should finish their Saw fan fiction. We yes. want to know the end to the slash fic about every character you can imagine. Uh, finish awesome. your saw fanfic children also i'd like to formally request that people write more fanfiction about detective carrie i don't understand what's happening she doesn't uh, get nearly enough she's a really good character a great character and uh she didn't get enough screen time in the regular series so if anything this is ripe for fanfic that's right for fanfic and eleanor if you haven't written jigsaw fanfic eleanor deserves some fanfic i'm sure she has it already she seems like the type but yeah, Eleanor deserves it too. Eleanor is a representative of the fanfic community, basically. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, we'll definitely include some links to these and other fun stories that may be found online. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> there, there's some fun stuff out there. Uh, a lot of fun imagery as well. Good fan art. So, uh, yeah, but just wanted to give a, a brief look at the Saw fan base as well as its wider impact on horror as we know it these days. 
and we're just waiting for the next jigsaw at this point. We are. Uh, we'll all yeah. know when he's back because he'll open the Nerd Stock Exchange. So don't worry. Just keep yeah. your eyes on the Stock Exchange. Just watch that every day, and eventually you'll see it. It's really good um, right now if you keep watching it. The trade war with China is going really well for us. So Good stuff. Good keep, stuff. Keep an yeah. eye on what's going on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but we... We're thankful to you for sticking with us through this uh, journey through the Saw franchise. We hope you enjoyed it somewhat, uh, learned a thing or two about a franchise that we think is pretty underrated, has a lot going for it. It's a blast. Yeah, it's good stuff. And um, we'll be back next week with more fun movie stuff. No Saw this time. Um, Yeah. We'll figure out what we're going to do. But, um, yeah, until then, we'll see you at the movies. We will see you at the movies.